Well, hello. Good, uh, well, today's a Friday. Good good Friday afternoon to all, or Saturday morning, wherever you may be. Um, <clears throat> it is I, the real John Baker, coming to you live from my uh, house <laughs> in in uh in uh, virginia coming to you live from my house in northern virginia say folks you all know that i'm a i'm a i'm a fashion plate i am a fancy i'm the fanciest dresser you're ever gonna find north of the mason dixon line whatever the hell that means um so i want to thank you for first of all before i i i continue thank you for listening to the podcast too lazy to write hosted by yours truly the real john baker it's been a couple of weeks Lots has been going on. Um, I did want to actually talk uh, in a separate podcast. I was going to talk about the passing of uh, Canadian musician uh, and co-founder of Spirit of the West, John Mann. John Mann passed away a couple of weeks ago uh, at the age of 57 of, um, of complications as a result of uh, early onset Alzheimer's disease. And, um, if you went to a party in the nineties, uh, anywhere in Canada and you did not dance to home for a rest, then you weren't at a good party. So, um, that's really all I, I want to say. It's, it's tragic and, uh, their music was wonderful. And the only graffiti I've ever written in my whole life um, <clears throat> was poorly written, uh, drunkenly on a wall in a bar in Jerusalem. And it was, uh, written incorrectly too, by the way, the lyrics to their song, Far Too Canadian, which, um, if you have a chance, go listen to it. Um, the thing I love about the song is that it really talks about, you know, the, the, the faults and the, um, positive benefits of being a Canadian and right at the end of the song, this is always my interpretation of it, uh, right at the end of the song, as it's fading out, you kind of hear this fiddle uh, picking up speed and picking up tempo in the back, uh, in the in the background, it comes to the foreground. And I always thought that that was like their subtle way of, maybe not so subtle, of just kind of saying, you know, we're, we're coming, we're, 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 we're getting louder, we're a force to be reckoned with. And yeah, that's, uh, that's what I always thought. Anyway, uh, my heart just goes out to the whole family and the, and the spirit of the West community. Like they fucking know who I am. Okay. So speaking of West, <laughs> have I got an interview for you today, boy? I got a really good interview today. I am really happy about this one because I've been having huge problems with my phone and I tried to record and I tried to FaceTime record and I tried to Skype record and nothing was recording on my damn phone. Uh, but the tape a call app that I bought was recording. So, um, who, what, I'm keeping you in suspense, I know, aren't I? Well, so like I said, you know that I'm a snappy, snappy dresser. I only wear the the finest of clothing. <laughs> and actually, most of the time I dress like a seven-year-old. Uh, <laughs> but when I'm not dressed like a seven-year-old, um, I am, uh, wearing fancy clothes. And today I spoke with a gentleman by the name of, 
Oh, boy. I want to get his Steve Wheel. W-E-I-L. And who is Steve Wheel, you may ask? Steve is the president and chief creative officer of Rockmount Ranchware. Rockmount Ranchware. They're based out of Denver. And um, you can you can find them online at Rockmount, R-O-C-K-M-O-U-N-T dot com. Rocky Mountain. Um, anyway, uh, Steve is the president, third generation uh, in his family. He's the third generation to uh, to run this uh, Western wear. You know the shirts, you know the look, and as soon as you see him, you know, oh my goodness, that is a rock mount. I myself, as I talk about in the uh, in the podcast, I own five of these things. I own a couple of jackets. I think one. I no, I own two jackets. I own an all black, and I own a black with some white piping. But Steve was gracious enough to uh, take some time, but a half an hour out of his busy schedule. Um, there's a little bit of downtime in the in the interview. You're going to have to deal with that because, you know what? He's a busy guy. Like I said, he was talking to other people. So, um, so he was, you know, just shouting some uh, some orders. I'll get back to that guy in a few minutes. That kind of stuff. Uh, but. Uh, he talked to me from his office in Denver, Colorado, Steve Wheel, the, uh, like I said, president and chief creative officer. Was that, was that, uh, going to get the title right here again? Yeah. Chief creative officer, Steve Wheel, uh, from his office in beautiful downtown Denver, uh, in a heritage building. Nonetheless, you're going to find out all about the history of this company. It's fascinating. And it really is, uh, an American original that has left its mark on fashion and Americana. So, uh, if you will, indulge me for the next half hour or so and listen to this interview I did with Steve earlier today. Thank you so much. Enjoy it. If, if you'd like, I just want to ask you about this amazing company that you're a part of here with the third generation, which is very rare. I, I read that uh, something like 30% of all companies make it to second generation and then something like... 7% make it to third generation, and now we act have a fourth generation here, so we're really less than that. <laughs> yeah. so, so this your so this is this is Rockmount um Westire, is that correct? Like I want to get the name Mount, Rock Mount Ranch where M F G period C O period manufacturing company and it's ranch it's Rock Mount Ranch where is three words. Okay. Now I have to admit I do own I want to say five. I want to say five shirts. Mm. Um, and I get compliments on them, each and every one of them every time I wear them. They're just, I mean, they stand out in a crowd. Well, good. Um, this was started by your grandfather 80 years ago, correct? Well, technically 74 years ago, my grandfather, okay. Pop Jack, started the company and was famous for making the first shirts with snaps. Okay. Okay. What before that they were they were just regular buttons. Buttons. Now was he like? Did he work in in textiles before that? And and he sort of went well, on the yeah. Door? He 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 grew up uh, uh, during World War One. The men were at war, and he worked in a overall factory while in high school, and uh, it taught him apparel manufacturing, and that served him well because he uh, he was active in the apparel industry as an adult later. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, he he always was very good on the technical side of design and manufacturing. Okay, and um, 
he um so you said this was during World War One. Uh, was he a, I want to know, was he a cowboy? Did he have ranch? Nah, nah. No, he, he wasn't. was just an entrepreneur. And, um, I mean, his, his family was in the cattle business, but okay. they lived, they lived in Indiana. Okay. It's not, uh, Montana. Yeah. They, they're not known for their cowboys, but he was in the cattle business. And then he, uh, came, came out West because the firm he worked for sent him here to open an office. And, he became obviously enamored with uh, the Western um, ethos, the Western lifestyle, the Western landscape and culture, and eventually became uh, motivated to help create a fashion identity for Western people. And, and it really... That, oh, sorry. That's what he did. I mean... There were things that typified Westerners, like hats and boots, but not so much anything else they wore. It was, that was all fairly conventional work clothing. Right. My grandfather, among others, uh, created a, a fashion alternative for people who lived in the West or liked the Western. It, it started here, but, but people across the country liked it and took it home with them when they visited here, and then eventually people across the world did the same. Yeah, I want to. I wanted to ask you about that. I want to know, like, have in your travels, have you been at any strange locations where you've recognized one of your shirts? Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, it's in my DNA, so I can spot it down the street. But uh. um, I, I see our stuff worn uh, every day somewhere we didn't know about. You know, on television shows, in movies, um, on. Um, rock stars, but um, in traveling, whenever I travel, I I like to visit customers, you know, as part of my time away, and um, I visited customers across the world, you know, mm-hmm. Japan, Sweden, most of Western Europe, um, Canada. Uh, I don't know where else. Um, even Texas. <laughs> it's as far away as Texas, huh? Yeah. It's it's interesting because I'm originally from Canada, and I was uh, in a store. This this uh, just kind of like a. It's owned by a guy who used. He was in the music business, and that's where I first came across your your shirts. He had one on display in the window, and I walked in and I said, "I'm buying that." What are you talking about in Vancouver? No, this was in Ottawa. Um, Ottawa. Hmm. Yeah, a store by the name of Fab Gear 64. And, oh, um, yeah. You know him? <clears throat> I remember that store, sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a small shop, but he's got, like, you could be in there for days. Um, I'm going to look up and see if that's an active customer now. Yeah. It would be nice to make sure that everything's going smoothly with them. Yeah, his um, name's Bob, and he's uh, he'll talk your ear off in a good way. <laughs> did um, while you're doing that, I'm just curious. Did your grandfather uh, was he at yeah, all influenced? Yeah. Um, yeah, we haven't done anything with him lately, but he's been a good customer. He's worth. Uh, we need to follow up with him. Oh. <laughs> was I'm just curious. Was your grandfather at all influenced, or did did he have influence on uh, the nudie suits of the? Uh, 
of like the the sixties and seventies. Well, interestingly enough, um, my grandfather supplied um, trims to Nudie. Oh, okay. And um, I I don't know that he, he my grandfather never looked at other people for design ideas. Uh, his his attitude was that that would be one too many of the same thing. So uh, we never really got our inspiration from others, but we look elsewhere so that we have something unique. And um, mm-hmm. uh, but my grandfather was influenced by popular culture, you know, movies, uh, country music, um, the mountains, um, New York. He he went to New York on business all the time and you know was seeing what was available in terms of raw materials oh okay okay now the one thing i've always um been curious about when i've talked to people or when i've heard interviews where people focus on the past they focus on you know who they've worked with or who who their grandfather in your case was do you ever get tired of telling the story no, because it's it's really my family lore. Um, I mean, I I was naturally uh, inspired by the story growing up, and um, it became kind of my uh, cause célèbre to uh, to share it with others. And you know, I was very lucky because the media picked up on it, and uh, we were able to get a pretty far reach for a little family business in Denver, Colorado. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really unbelievable because like we were saying at the beginning, um, you know, almost 80 years and third generation. Um, my family back in Canada, it's the same. My, my father, my grandfather started a paint and wallpaper business that's now in my brother's hands. Mm. So again, it's also, you know, almost, it is 80 years old. So I, I understand the importance of maintaining that, um, that connection to family. And now you said you have third generation. This is your, your kids are involved. My nephew is. Okay. And, and in what capacity is he designed? Now you're chief creative officer. Is that also what it says on your email? Yeah. So, so are you, are you actively designing new, new uh, shirts and, and new outfits? Oh, every, every, every day. Really? Hour of every day, night and day. I mean, you know, ideas come to you sometimes in the middle of the night, sometimes, uh, you know, who knows what stimulates something. But, you know, it's kind of in my family's um, genome that that we uh, we, uh, are creative and innovative and... uh, that's that's why we're still in business because because we're bringing something to the table that uh, apparently others aren't and so there's a demand for what we do people appreciate the fact that we're still uh operating what I would consider a you know a, a socially uh conscious business that has you know that 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 can, can you know is is based on sustainability and uh, good design. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the funny thing is being sustainable isn't something 
that uh, you thought about in the, you know in in a small business, but it's a necessity because you have to be efficient. You right. can't waste resources. So so I've come to you know somewhat differently because I think it's a great thing to promote that that we that we aren't wasteful and that we do all kinds of common sense things that seem to have been lost by big behemoth businesses that have a carbon footprint because they produce whatever they sell in some third world backwater transported across the world and you know the com- country where it was made has no environmental laws and then they transport it across the world and um and then it gets shipped overnight you know and the amount of energy that goes into this crummy little thing that was made somewhere where where whoever made it didn't even make a living um yeah so i don't know i i you know here we operate more locally and uh and efficiently and we we reuse paper inside the office you know so that it's printed on both sides and uh we re we re use cartons whatever cartons come into us go back out oh and uh our hangers are all recycled and um you know, we 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 also make products that have a long life. Yes. And uh, a lot of fashion, you know, this cheap fashion that I could mention certain stores. One starts with the last letter of the of the uh, alphabet, and the other one is a internet company that starts <laughs> with the first letter of the <laughs> internet. And they, yeah. they 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 trade in 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 cheapness that frequently doesn't have a long life. And right. You know, we hear from people wearing our shirts, you know, five years is nothing, 10, 15, 20 years. And uh, and so if, if you make something that becomes somebody's favorite shirt, that's pretty cool, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, the one I bought, the first one I bought, it's black and it has the two roses on either uh, shoulder, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I bought that one. My daughter was just born and she's going to be 16 uh, next month. Oh. And it's still, I mean, it's off the shelf. Uh, quality, right? It it, it yeah. hasn't diminished. Well, um, you know, I mean, we're doing a lot of special treatments that are in an affordable price range. A lot of times, people who do stuff like this could be ten times more expensive than we are. But um, uh, that's been part of what we brought to the table is that a lot of the really fine special treatments had been lost due to uh, due to um, uh, automation and sure. the high rate, the, the the rising price of labor, and so we were able to bring it back. Sadly, you can't do that in the United States. Those kinds of things, with embroidery, for instance, but that has to be imported. But uh-huh. but anything we can make, we make in the U.S. And you know, uh, the efficiency of that is huge because you're not shipping stuff across the world, and um, you know, it's it's quicker deliveries, and uh, and there's no language barriers yeah and you have and there's a, a book out as well about the history of the company right well i i've written a couple of books yeah one's on the there's a chapter on the company in a book called western shirts which is the story of western shirt design going back uh seven eight decades and um featuring the several companies who had a role in helping popularize it Okay. Rock Rock Mount was a major one. And I'm actually curious, is there a, a history or a story behind the name? The name Rock Mount? Yeah. 
Well, just that it was a conjunction of Rocky Mountains. Okay. Okay. So, so it was it was just a simple. Uh, I forget the word. Yeah, but I, I mean, my first. grandfather, you know, he was born in 1901. He just had some really cool sensibilities, and the the name of the company, the the idea of a snap shirt, but even our logo. Our logo is really cool, and I can see it in his penmanship. You know, he probably drew it out, gave it to a graphic artist, and they and they uh, finished it off. But but I mean, that logo has been in use 74 years, and and you can't make better labels. I mean, yeah, you know, a lot of companies change their labels every few years or whatever. Uh, few have, of course, lasted 70, 80 years, but our logo is basically the same it's always been in our labels. You know, while the colors have changed from time to time, and that we we make more than one label today, uh, but it's it's got the consistency of of that legacy, and um, I, I love that. I mean, my grandfather sent the design, you know, and and think about it. I started working with him when he was 80, and um, I worked with him until he was 107, and to me, it's pretty impressive that somebody could remain vital you know, 107 years. Yeah. Has there ever been any interest in, um, uh, like, telling a story, you know, uh, commercially, like in a movie at all? Well, I mean, oddly, uh, you know, not a movie about us. We've been in hundreds of movies as far as... Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And, everything. And, and a lot of media attention has been given us over the years, though, of course, media has totally changed, prints especially. But, um, you know, there's been national... Uh, exposure NPR um, was was there uh, CBS Evening News um, CNN they they all gave us uh, you know major exposure when my grandfather was alive mm-hmm. and um, I don't know it's been a while you know Esquire did a online story recently which which was good but I think if it were in print it would be better. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I've never been approached about a movie ideas, but I don't know. I, I think there's some interesting family business dynamics, so that's tricky. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, is, and the flagship store is also a museum, correct? We have a museum here, yeah, it's a mezzanine. It's an historic landmark building. We have the museum up on the mezzanine overseeing the store basically. So so the 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 building is just as old if not older than the company. No, no, the building goes back to 1909 and we we came here in 1946. That's unbelievable though to be in one location now for for uh, I feel really yeah, it's it's given the realities of real estate it's it's a miracle but we worked, you know, I I it, it was my dream to to be able to stay here and eventually own the building, which I had to do it through purchase from the family, but you know it took many years and it's still not paid for. But it's, <laughs> it was the right thing to do, and it, it, it's it's very much uh, helped this business identity because we're in prime historic lower downtown Denver, and um, you know people see the sign on the side of the building every day because it's been up there. Over <laughs> wow! Wow! Um, I just think off the top of my head, um, 
aside from me owning one of these, uh, many of these, um, I know there was a guy on TV who hosted, I think it was Mad Money. I, I would see him wearing one. Um, I think Graham Parsons back in the 60s had, had a few. Um, can you well, just... we've, been, we've been documenting it in, ever since I became aware of uh, Elvis wearing our shirts in a movie he did called, um, wow. called uh, Love Me Tender. Okay. And um and then that kind of sparked my interest and I started being more observant and sure. you know, we've documented hundreds of movies and hundreds of musicians and um celebrities wearing our shirts, which you can see at rockman.com. dot com. There's a celebrity section showing the you know, un the limitless number of photographs that accumulated. You know, why do you why do you people like it? Eric Clapton, Bob Dylan, Robert Redford, Chris, or I don't know, um, um, Scott Pelley from 60 Minutes, oh. CBS, um, Paul McCartney. Why do you think, what's the appeal to rock and roll and, and Western wear and your shirts? I think it's the, re- the, the rebel thing. I mean, Americana is about something that people really celebrate and uh western shirts like jeans are kind of part of that ethos and Mm -hmm. um i i think i think in our case we we've been careful not to saturate the planet you know and make it make it boring um so i think i think that's part of it is that it's an alternative to boringness. Yeah, and it—I mean, it, like I said earlier, they stand out in a crowd. You—you you know when you're looking at one. I don't know. I—I I wear it every day, so for me it's normal. But it's funny how I—I I still meet people that don't have a clue. But, um, but more and more, I think you—you you see our influence. People, you know, Western has has become pretty pervasive you yeah. know it may be just in a small way you don't have to dress up like howdy duty you could have one <laughs> element of it you know you can yeah. wear boots you can wear a belt a shirt it doesn't have to be all those things or a hat i mean you know and even if you're wearing jeans that's a western thing yeah yeah so i mean obviously you're 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 proud of the, the history of, of, the, of the company and of the family and do you feel that that this design that this style has left its mark on on the american fashion landscape oh of course it has i mean ralph Lauren copies shirts that we made you know perfectly like a like a expert you know counterfeiter yeah and um and and so i mean you know that 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 helped us in some ways and hurt us in others i mean a lot of major brands have been uh, ruthless and in their uh, lack of ethics, Coach copied one of our rocket shirt designs and then we tried to reach them and they were impossible to find. No investigative Mm -hmm. reporter could even track down their corporate offices, but that's another story. Um, So yeah, I mean, we've influenced fashion for sure. But it's been in a good way in some respect because when you get the high end of the market, you know, 
imitating it, uh, that's good because they're introducing it to to a crowd that really spends money and um and that and that helped our industry go from what was um kind of at a, a working level to um to high fashion. I mean you know it 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 helped uh you know lead the way. And you know, we are very careful. We don't we don't go to that sort of ultra high end price point. Right. But but we're still higher than than average because average is imported in third world countries, etc. Well, I have actually, I don't remember what we were talking, I have a, a black jacket of yours that I've worn to, you know, casual events and I've dressed it up with tuxedo pants and gone to weddings. Sure. So, I mean, there's a picture of Bob Dylan getting the, the, the Medal of Freedom from President Obama wearing black tie and a rock mount shirt under it with black snaps, very kind of formal with a black dinner jacket, which I think is really cool. Have you um, done any um, commissioned designs or specific designs for, say, like, you know, America's Bicentennial or anything like that? Oh, well, you know, both political parties have had us make shirts, design shirts for uh, for um, presidential nominations. Um, we We've made shirts for Congress. We've made shirts, uh, you know, pretty much every presidential election. Somebody uses our shirts for their their group. Well, they use it as sort of when they're swinging through the the western states. That's sort yeah, of yeah. They use it everywhere. They take it to the to the host city of the uh, the, the, of convention. the convention. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go because you're a busy man, um, but. You you really like I said it before. Uh, you you definitely made your mark, and the family has left its mark for generations to come on this uh, on fashion and on America. Well, thank you. Oh, no problem. Thank you for this, and I mean continued success. Uh, I hope to one day get out to Denver and see the shop. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you do that, eh? <laughs> well, I've tried to drop the A from. Have I said it at all? No, but. I did pick up on the Canadian accent a little. You bit. did, huh? It's not, well, it's not too. It's not. It's it's very subtle. I've been here for three years, so it's. Oh, it's well, that's nothing. Be, yeah, you're you're gonna have to go a long time, I guess. I know, but my daughter and my son, they're they've started saying y'all a lot more than uh, they ever used to. Yeah, that. Ask them if they can spell it. All right. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, happy holidays and thank and you. you. Take care. All right. Bye now. Bye. That's uh, the interview with Steve from Rockmount Ranchware, uh, made in America. You can find them at rockmount.com. Um, I want to thank Steve for taking time out of his busy day. The nice thing about talking to him was, uh, I mean, there was a lot that was nice about talking to him, but he's uh, out in Colorado or in Denver. So uh, two hours back. So, you know, his day's just getting going and uh, I'm going to go out and walk the dog. So. Thank you so much for listening. I can't thank you enough. Um, I want to thank uh, everybody here at Too Lazy to Write who who uh, helped put this uh, t- 
to, together today. Uh, today, the crew, we had uh, <clears throat> Roy Percival is uh, one of the producers behind the scene. Uh, Pat Bruno, another producer. want to thank uh, Roy and Pat. Uh, we had... <laughs> I'm just making up names. <laughs> uh Beth Long uh, is my research assistant. Uh, I want to thank Beth for gathering all the clips and uh, helping me do some research and uh, contacting Steve. I want to thank uh, Joe Hansbro. He's new to the team. Thank you, Joe, for uh, just you know helping out around the office and and making sure that uh, that I'm up on my information and all of that. And of course, a special thank you goes uh, to the executive producer of the show, James. Uh, I want to say this right. James Balderston is his name. James Balderston is the executive producer. So thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to Too Lazy to Write. You can find me on uh, Twitter at The Real John Baker. No H, so it's just uh, T H E J O N B A K R. On Facebook, John Baker. And uh, you can email me uh, through the website, the number two, the word lazy, the number two, the word write.com. Thanks for listening. I actually have another interview lined up for Sunday, so I might get a, a, an episode out quicker than normal. Um, I'm just actually also going to go to the Apple Store later to make sure I can figure out what the hell's wrong with my phone. Thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves, um, and uh, good Shabbos. Talk to you all soon. Bye-bye. Too lazy to write. We're anything can happen.